So today we're going to recap our study from the past year as we went through Philippians, the book of Philippians, very slowly and thoroughly. And the main topic uh, throughout the book was joy. And there were seven different areas that we studied about and how we can be growing in our joy. Um, but we'll do our game little icebreaker first. So I'm going to read off uh, some descriptions and then you can vote whether you think that description represents something temporary. So then you hold up happiness. If it represents something eternal and lasting, you can say joy or you can raise up neither. And um, there's no, again, I'm not looking for right answers. Okay, so let's start off easy. Um, what do you think of um, when you think of a Hawaii vacation after the pandemic? <laughs> Okay, going to Disneyland. I'm sorry, guys. Why? <laughs> Why neither? I'm so sorry. Um, she doesn't like going to Disneyland. I, That's cool. I don't <laughs> feel happiness when I go to Disneyland. Okay, what about claiming birthday freebies on your birthday? Which? <laughs> oh, man. If Mike was doing this, he would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to claim them. I don't know what they are. The birth of a child. Hmm. <laughs> it's a mixed emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Winning sports championships for your favorite teams. Um, okay, I, I gotta say this one. Interesting. No, only on behalf of Darren. I would say for him, it is truly joy. Oh. Um, and that's why I wore the hat today. The profession of faith in Jesus of someone that you know. A loved one in your life who professes faith in Jesus. Okay, so the last one is going through trials that produce character, perseverance, and hope. Mm. That's complicated. It is. <laughs> I think my initial response is like, neither. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the goal. Working towards. I think, I yeah. think joy is in hindsight. Okay. But in the middle of it, I don't, I don't think I can say. I think I really wrestled to have the, the clarity of vision that Paul had when he was imprisoned. Because mm. he was joyful in the midst of his imprisonment. But um, mm -hmm. when I am in my own imprisonment and struggles, I really, I struggle to, to realize joy in the moment. Which aspect of our study or which chapters um, stood out to you in particular or was most convicting for you personally this year and why? You know, I think like in Philippians, a lot of um, like what Paul is writing about 
having joy in Jesus, like a lot of it involves like surrender, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think even though it might sound so simple, I think that's the hardest part of um, having this type of Christ-filled joy because we rather have the power or take things according to like how we want it done. And we don't want to surrender like our will or our circumstances or our comfort um, and trust that Christ will is enough, you know, that to live is Christ and to die mm-hmm. is gain. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I think when I think back on our study in Philippians, that's like something that stands out really big to me, just um, like trusting that Jesus is enough and being willing to like surrender mm-hmm. my own strength and, and abilities to that mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point that trust and surrender go hand in hand and I actually don't think surrender is a very easy thing to do for most people <laughs> I think like you can tell yourself yes I want to trust in the Lord because I I believe in his promises and his love and his goodness for me but I do think that the surrender part is the harder part to like detach yourself from all those like comforts or identities or whatever it is that you are unwilling or you don't know how to let go of definitely that's definitely challenging for me especially like type a like I want I think I find a lot of happiness from being able to say yeah I did that (laughs) or you know I accomplished that or I check it off my list um and it's harder to to find happiness in saying like oh Christ did that yeah or or I'm waiting for Christ to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot harder of a place for me to be in. I think for me, the um, the study that was most convicting, the, the chapter um, was most convicting, was the part about um, where it tells us uh, to do all things without grumbling or disputing, mm-hmm. that you may be blameless innocent children of God without blemish, blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation mm-hmm. among whom you shine as lights in the world. Um, and for me, that's um, a lot in my work environment. So, you know, I, I like, I, I do enjoy my work, um, but there is that, uh, we kind of discussed, discussed earlier, there is this, that tipping point where it like really, I get really, um, I guess, more stressed because there's so many patients or people are upset or, you know, or things are taking too long. And then it, that really exacerbates my, my grumbling, my venting and, the thing of it is that's that's where I have the most interaction with non-Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm like venting and not that I'm like really verbal about it, but you know, like I'll I'll kind of bottle up and then I'll just kind of like vent to my coworkers or like ah, oh, this you know this or that. Um, and I think you know while it's reasonable to feel that way when things are going crazy or maybe things are actually unfair, but I can make a choice of how to how to approach it and the heart attitude I have towards it. Um, not to complain, not to be dis- dissatisfied by the circumstance and then just kind of really see how God like can use it for his glory and really truly have joy at my work regardless of the circumstance, you know, just remembering that, just seeing it as a blessing that I can do what I do and seeing how I can turn it around for um, to give him glory. And then in the same way being, um, a testimony for him you know at work among non-christians so i think it, it goes also to 
to remember which part that was. Um, the part about, you know, the peace of God, right? The, the, that surpasses all understanding. Like that's one of those things that like, I feel like um, people who have faith in God and, and Christians, they, they have that peace and it to be able to go through different um, challenges and still have that peace, it, it, it's striking, I think, to people, you know? So just striving to have that. Yeah, what a testimony when we can be filled with joy and not grumble. I remember we were going off on that. I had a lot of favorite passages, actually. Um, but probably the big summary is for me finding like true contentment, which was summarized in the last chapter, um, Philippians 4. And I, um, you guys know that I have been struggling with discontentment, which started when I um, started being removed from outlets where I found like happiness, I guess. Um, and I think that in the last year or two, um, obviously through my health, that was something like God's very merciful way to allow me to be filled with contentment in a way I wouldn't have learned or received otherwise. Um, and part of that was like losing my physical ability and strength, which caused me to have to give up my will because there were just things I couldn't do. And I realized that that was a really hard thing for me, actually, that I, there was a lot of things I was struggling with to surrender, which was my will to do things that that literally was something that was hard. I just didn't know how to give up my will to do things. So when I couldn't do it throughout my health, um, it was like two years, I just couldn't do a lot of things. Then I realized then, oh, that I'm, this is like a forced surrender situation. Like, I just can't do it. So it made me like naturally become like my eyes up to the father saying, okay, I can't do anything. What do you want me to do today? Mm -hmm. So then I became like asking God, what's your will for me then if I can't carry on these like normal activities, um, motherhood responsibilities, and then of course, like personal outlets that, you know, gave me joy. A lot of times I would do things because they were outlets of joy for me. And then I was just, I just really felt like, okay, I'm learning some great spiritual lessons here. And I think that I meditated the most on the contentment passage in Philippians 4, um, because my prayer wasn't like, God, heal me so that I can go about and live my life again. I think I was really recognizing I should be praying the prayer of contentment, even if I never recover fully, like, am I still going to be joyful and content? And um, for sure, like when 
my heart wasn't able to like be ready for to reflect that truth then I meditated on it a lot and um, realizing that it is something that God said he could do through me um yes Philippians 4 13 so it was just like my constant spiritual reminder like yeah it, it was just really humbling to know like this is why God's will for my life in this season was good because he wanted me to find that secret contentment in Christ and by removing all of those other distractors I think he really put me on that narrow course where I was able to you know fix my eyes on Christ and see the value and boast in it and count it more valuable than all these other things which my will was one of them like so I'm I look back and um I I don't know I'm a much more maybe calm person and that that for me is feels like a punishment <laughs> um but I think yeah God kind of knows when we're ready for growing and sanctification, he will allow us to walk through that fire. Because I was praying like for the past probably three years, like I'm discontent. Like, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to find my contentment in the Lord. So that, that was the, probably the most personally applicable section for me. It was just a summary of like where my contentment comes from. I think for myself, um, it's kind of a combination of sections. Like, I guess like the overarching thing that God has taught me is, man, I'm really bad at suffering. Like my response to suffering is like, I forfeit so much, so many opportunities to honor God and glorify him when I suffer because my natural response is to grumble. My natural response is to want to run away and not to endure. Uh, my natural response is to not want to pray, um, to distract my mind so I don't have to think about it. And so, um, yeah, I was really uh, convicted by Paul's example that he, in hardship, in his imprisonment, in being ridiculed, um, he found joy knowing Christ would be honored in his life or death, no matter what happens. So he, he had peace with that. And he, he was joyful because he knew God would be honored. Mm -hmm. um and then also um back to philippians 4 i feel like that has been very impactful for me um just recognizing that his exhortation and his response to feeling anxious um mm -hmm. whether it's you know for me personally it would be like lack of control not knowing the future um just various concerns that arise um we're we're called to bring those to god and mm -hmm. to do so with an attitude of thanksgiving um, yeah. to give thanks, um, and to recognize he will provide, he will provide his peace and mm -hmm. he'll guard my heart. He'll guard my mind, which is very difficult for me to control. And so the promise is there. And yeah, so I would say like, um, just like Paul's example of how he responds in time of suffering makes me recognize, like, there's a lot of opportunity to, to worship God in my suffering and to bring him honor. Um, that's something that I'll be taking with me and, and praying uh, that I'd be able to follow Paul's example in that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I guess that completes our follow-up. So
summary of joy. Um, so thanks for sharing your, your responses and sharing your personal thoughts on this topic.